Well, this is... The Blank Space. Where we just... Fill it in. With something. Today it's gravel. Whoa, we got gravel today? We're moving on up in the world. I found some gravel outside my house. We're filling in the podcast with that, that today. Today is a podcast mm. all about sediment. It's all about the earthy goodness. It's all about our sentiment towards sediment. Get out. <laughs> Leave. Just, just stop recording. Hang up the Discord call. Turn off your computer. Take out your hard drive. Throw it into traffic. Mm-hmm. And then come back a day later if it's still out there and throw it in traffic again. Find more traffic to throw it into. I'm unsure what you're trying to do right now because I'm not like one of those step on me types, so. <laughs> I think it's the first time I've been told, like, outright told somebody's non fetish. <laughs> I will have you know I am not a person to be stepped on. Okay, man, like, chill. <laughs> I wasn't asking about that. I know we've had a long history, but. <laughs> How's it going, Ant? actually been good for the most part uh overall I, i've been enjoying uh a new game that uh i've been throwing up myself into I, I finally got some good use out of my computer and i'm pretty excited about that mm, what game uh war thunder yeah and this isn't a sponsor uh, <laughs> just absolutely like, let people know yeah um I, I was playing like a little bit of world of tanks which is another type of tank game but I've realized I like War Thunder for a specific reason. Because it allows me to be a fickle bastard. <laughs> How so? Okay, so there's three different games you can play within War Thunder. You have the tank version of the game, right? Which is very uh, responsive and a bit of action-packed. Then you have like the airplane portion of the game, which you have fighters fighting each other and bombers trying to get to their targets, and you can play as those. And you can be warships as well. And these are all three separate parts of the game. The air the air combat can go into both the, the naval game and the tank game as well, which is a little bit fun. You can get those as like bonuses when you're doing well. Do they interact but, do the three sides interact with each other at all? Um, it's only ever the aircraft inter- interacting with the other two. Okay. Yeah, the uh the land portion and the sea portion don't ever mix. But um I realized I really enjoy this game because it allows me to be fickle. <laughs> I, I can just be playing a di- all three different parts of the game play differently, right? They're all like a little bit different types of games. And it basically is like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit tired of doing a little bit of naval combat. Let me go back to tanks. So- and uh, weirdly enough, that, that really suits up with my... Uh, with my desire to play games is that it's a it's a lot of changing around and it's a lot of oh do a little bit of this then you can do a little bit of this or if it's oh your ship just blew up well why don't you try being a plane and see if you can swing the naval battle in your favor now that way hmm. it does sound kind of appealing like if you get tired of doing one thing in particular because i can imagine only playing a warship or only playing a tank would get tiring at some point. So you could jump over to anything, any other side whenever you wanted. Yeah, yeah. And you can jump into like a pure aircraft game as well, which is fun as well. And like all the, all the, everything feels responsive, which is very nice. And 
it doesn't feel as grindy as it did when you were when I was playing World of Tanks because I did enjoy playing World of Tanks, but my biggest issue was is it felt so grindy when I was playing it, and it definitely was pay to win. Hmm. And because like there was like a special type of shell you can get, which would make it easier for you to kill enemy tanks, and it was so it wasn't that you couldn't get it. It was just that it was so expensive. You'd have to be the best player in the team or you're going to have to pay some money to get make your money back on it. Right. Yeah, and that didn't that didn't really gel with me too well. Yeah, I remember that from me playing World of Tanks briefly was that the game felt like when you were just joining there was a lot of people who had spent either a boatload of time in the game or they had spent a boatload of money in the game to get to yeah. where they are. And uh, me as a brand new player was not was not equipped to deal with that. Yeah, and it feels like more in War Thunder that I have more like an even playing field. The only reason why somebody has better equipment to me is because they've been they've uh they've spent like a day on this tank more than I did. Hmm. It's not like the the gap is like so big. Like you can easily get all the equipment for what you're doing like um within like an even even kind of deal and it doesn't feel like i am playing worse tanks because you know like how like you would be playing world of tanks and it felt like you were playing like the worst tanks in the game well all the tanks feel fun to play in their own way and that's kind of fun right like it doesn't feel like there's some secret formula going on where like oh i'm just going to be screwed no matter what if i go into this battle it's like oh no i actually have a chance no matter what i'm doing it's just different types of chances hmm. that's pretty appealing i like the idea of that what's our yeah, sponsor love... code <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i mean it it does sound appealing to like not play with tools that are significantly worse than other people's unless it's like you just literally picked up this vehicle just now, yeah. and and you're playing with it. How does the how does it control compared to other games like World of Tanks or even the Battlefield series? Hmm, I've actually not played too much of the Battlefield series. I would say it's it feels responsive, like it feels like it's a little arcadey. It doesn't feel like it's a full on like flight sim or like naval sim kind of deal. It's like I'd say it's a little more on the arcadey side of things. But not where it just feels like, oh, well, this doesn't feel right. It feels like it's justifiably responsive, though it's not going to be like, okay, well, you got to shift gears to make sure you get the tank going at the right speed. And if you shift gears at the wrong time, no, it's not It's not like that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it feels very responsive, and it feels um, maybe just fun to play. I've been... I've had very few games where I just definitely enjoy playing them as much as I do... War Thunder just off the start. It's very rare for me to be really into this game <laughs> as I am now. Hmm. It's kind of up your alley, to be honest. If you um, what's it called? I mean, you're into uh, I don't know the word for it, but like I guess w- historical wartime games. Like yeah. a World War One or a World War Two kind of feel, where like mm-hmm. you play with tanks, you play with older infantry kind of feel. I mean, that's why we we've gotten into Company Heroes so much is 
it's not it's not exactly the RTS. It's the kind of aesthetic around it that drew you in, at least. Yeah, it was like a bit of the aesthetic, and um, I I think the gameplay is uh, very fun to work with as well. Hmm. So I th- I think it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a combo there. So uh, yeah, is there anything uh, since since you sung this game's praises? Is there anything that bothers you about it? Is there anything that like might be grinding your gears a little bit? Yeah, actually, I think I think that um, a bit of the mechanics aren't really clear at first. Where like uh, I feel like I just learned how to use artillery shells. Mm. <laughs> And it doesn't really give you like a really good example of like how these are supposed to work. I I just realized there was a, there was a rangefinder today. I've been playing for like a week, so <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out how to work that in the naval combat like yesterday. I was like, oh, well, this makes a shit ton more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; those types of games always have those mechanics that are hard to grasp or just don't get taught super well. Mm-hmm. It's it's strange that like I don't know it's almost like a shared experience with you all because I remember playing World of Tanks and there's so many mechanics in that game that it doesn't fully teach you mm-hmm. um, or at least or at least doesn't teach you on the surface it's like it's buried away in a tutorial of a tutorial of a tutorial it's it's buried away on their YouTube channel or something like that but um. I mean, it sounds like at least the bare-bones mechanics of the game are, are fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah, and that's the good thing about it, because it starts you off with like something really simple, but also something insanely fun to work with. Like, this first ship you start off with is like this little torpedo boat, and it's technically the shittest thing in the game. <laughs> but it's also insanely fast compared to everything else. So you can kind of zip around and, like, you can take out, like, the biggest ship, one of the biggest ships in the game, with this torpedo boat because it has torpedoes on it, right? Like you can even like when you have like some of the worst like equipment in the game, it still gives you something fun to do with it. Hmm. That sounds all right. That sounds mm-hmm. pretty good. I, uh, yeah. you know, I have been considering picking it up. I just haven't actually like really doubled down on it yet. Mm-hmm. I think it might be up my alley. I might, I might need to check it out. Well, I'm, I'm making John download it, so. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, it means we might get a couple of people into it. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Do you think, um, do you think the game would work if they had an infantry mode with it? Or is it pretty much vehicle only focus? I think it's vehicle only focus. Um, infantry, I don't think would work too well just for what it is um i feel i feel like infantry adds like a whole new like layer to a game i know actually a perfect example of this would be um planet side yeah have you played planet side uh played two yeah planet side two that's what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah because the infantry part uh is actually really exciting like having that whole like combined arms thing is uh kind of fun in its way but I feel like it kind of, it changes, like, what is the focus of the combat, I would feel a bit. Because now, like, you're no longer just trying to, like, have, like, these epic tank battles or something like that. You're having to get more granular with the infantry. And I feel like that slows things down a lot, which 
is good for like certain types of games, right? Like if you have a game like Battlefield, which is more about that full-on combined arms, I think it's good. But you know, some, sometimes I just don't want the uh, the plotting be the plotting infantryman going through like a a game, you know. And it feels like you have to do a lot of that to get into some of the more fun stuff like the tanks or the aircraft and all that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, when I was asking about infantry, it wasn't like, uh, oh, man, I, I would be very interested if they had infantry. It was just like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of a game that combines all of those aspects together where it's like, somebody's controlling the navy and somebody's controlling the airships and someone's controlling mm-hmm. like tanks on the field and infantry is, is there as well it's a big big com- like combined arms kind of feel but mm-hmm. i do like the idea of it, them just focusing on vehicles because i feel like when you include people in there when you include infantry then it becomes more of a game of like I don't know, like, most people just go off on their own and just use vehicles to get around instead of vehicles actively in the war zone. Yeah. I mean, I can... The only game that I can think of that does it really... did it really well was uh, Battlefield 1942. Yeah. And that had, like, the sea, air, and, like, you know, ground combat all together. Even that, though, like, I felt like the vehicles were so hard to control most times I was avoiding them because I was like, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to have to fight to get somewhere. Even if I was yeah. like more, um, even if I, if I was more indestructible. Yeah. And I know like when I play like planet side two, uh, the few times that I do, um, it feels like there's such a slog going mm-hmm. on that nothing's ever going to get anywhere. Yeah. Like if you, if you're wanting to sit down and like have a battle for like an hour or two, like you can sit down in Planet Side Two, and it's possible that the battle still won't go anywhere. Hmm. It's made me realize that I don't think I want that kind of gameplay anymore. <laughs> you just want Especially War Thunder, since it's so so pay to win as well. You just want War Thunder, only War Thunder, nothing but War I'm Thunder. Not, I'm not gonna lie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, there's there's another game I I was playing called War Groove. Which was a lot of fun as well, where it's this little um, like square type of uh, like a tactics game, strategy game. Yeah, yeah. It's like, have you ever played Stratego? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that sort of combat, but not no hidden roles. You can see everybody, mm-hmm. so you're just trying to outmaneuver them and such. It, it's a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, it just might be up your alley more now. Like, yeah, I think it's it's kind of nice because I have been finding games that are more like to my speed and to what I actually enjoy. And it's like, oh, this is what actually enjoying a video game feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just up up. It's just whatever's up your alley, kind of. Because mm-hmm. even though I could enjoy a big vehicle based combat game, I don't know. I'm enjoying a, a lot of shooters right now. I'm enjoying a lot of first or third person shooters, and. No, I, I I'm just kind of enjoying that feel right now. Uh, maybe maybe I would be interested in like a more vehicle form of warfare, but they'd have to make a new twisted metal to get that out of me. Oh, they are coming out with the twisted metal movie. What? <laughs> oh, you broke okay, my brain. On. You broke my brain for a moment there. I was like, hold on, how? Hold on. How do you do a twisted metal movie? 
It's about a bunch of psychopaths getting together and shooting each other in discernible landmarks around the world. And then at the end, they get their, like, they get dicked over by the, uh, by the big bad of the game. Yeah, um, so now you have something to look up, and I'm going to send you the trailer for it. Um, and I'll probably try and post this in the, in the show notes Ooh. as well. I'll actually put show notes this time. It's, it'll be real, trust me. Um, I'm going to ask you next podcast if you did the show notes. Totally. <laughs> you did. That's so strange. I didn't hear anything about this. I'm gonna look into, into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch this while we're on the podcast. <laughs> but like, oh, I, I, and I don't know if this is happening anymore. I'll be honest with you. Oh, you this, know this trailer's from three years ago. Oh, did I pick the wrong one? Uh, it, I saw something about a twist, a twisted metal um, thing. I think it was a few days ago. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it might, it might, it might be coming, but I'm like, uh, at least the trailer you sent me right now is like. That's three years ago. I don't know if that's happening anymore. Yeah, that's. I, I think I sent you the wrong, the wrong thing. Yeah. I did hear something about um, about there being a movie that's supposed to be coming out for it. Hmm. I'm always interested in seeing video game movies how they handle their source material, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. It's hard for me to get excited for video game movies these days. Like, they're making a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and I'm like, I don't, I'm interested to see what you do. I don't know if I want to see that movie, but I'm interested from, like, a production side what you do. We we did see its little brother. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go on. Uh, Yes, uh, the Banana Splits, which was a beautiful, beautiful movie. That was was the prequel, right? One banana, two banana, three banana, four. <laughs> yeah, like for video game movies, like I'm just not interested in really what they do. I'm not interested in watching them most of the time. I'm just interested in how they adapt it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, like when I when I hear about them making a video game movie, it's usually uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like it's just a straight adaptation of the story. And it's not adapting any of the parts of a video game that are entertaining to people. Like, um, I was listening to a podcast recently. They were talking about how a Mass Effect movie almost misses the point entirely because that game is all about moral choices and, like, how would you decide in this in this tough situation? And, you know, the movie's not going to make you choose in the theater. It's not going to make you, it's a, a prompt's not going to show up that says, go to Theater 13 if you choose this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Netflix did something like that. Yeah, they, they did. did like a choose your own um, adventure movie, basically. Yeah, and that's always, that's interesting to me, but I haven't really watched one that wowed me yet. Mm. Like the one that I saw that definitely like was cool was Bandersnatch, the uh, Black Mirror one. Yeah. But once you've once you've kind of finished it, you kind of know what what the deal is. You kind of you kind of figured it all out at that point. You're like, oh, okay, it's a it's a branching tree, but the tree doesn't branch as much as you think it does. Mm. I mean, I think that's okay as long as the first time you go through it, the illusion holds up. Yeah, totally. I guess I just wouldn't want to replace something like Mass Effect with a choose your adventure thing on Netflix. 
Yeah, like no, I definitely, I definitely get that. There's, there's no real replacement for that. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. Video game movies wise, I'm always interested to see it. I usually don't actually see them. I'm usually just interested in how they implement the the, the game itself. Yeah, you know what? My my uh, my search isn't coming up. So I feel like I watched one of the new one of my new shows, and it said something about a Twisted Metal twenty twenty mm. um, coming out. And I don't know if it was a game or if it's supposed to be a movie. Hmm. Well, eh, oh well. Well, there There's is something interesting coming out for Twisted Metal. That's the point. <laughs> well, there is the Monster Hunter movie coming at the end of this year, supposedly, and that looks like garbage. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh man, I'm not gonna get into that. That just—it's just. It's just uh... Tell me about your broken dreams. Well, it happened when I saw that they were making a Monster Hunter movie, and it was the guy behind the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> That's that was the first kick in the pants, and then the second was oh, one was. Does he keep getting work? And then the second one was not. I forget if it was still images or if there was a teaser released. But there was this one clip of, like, two hunters fighting against a monster. And they had, like, they had like I think, um, uh, a great sword and, like, some kind of, like, longbow or, like, some kind of weapon that was from the game. And then I also saw there were dudes with guns. And I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to see this movie. Honestly, if they don't have a musical battle hammer, is, is it really Monster Hunter? <laughs> right? There needs to be a dude sitting in there blowing on a horn that like is boosting your attack. And then one dude who has not touched the ground in ten minutes and just flying back and forth while his bug keeps him up there. <laughs> yeah. Alright, look, I'm not gonna get into it because maybe the movie will be great. I don't want someone to clip this and then play it to me. A couple of years from now, like, see, you had doubts about the Monster Hunter movie. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know it would be a perfect 10 out of 10 movie. <laughs> I didn't know it would be the new film standard, the Monster hey. Hunter movie from Paul I mean, W.S. Anderson. I mean, hey, look, man, if we're looking at statistic pasta possibilities here. It's not uh, going to be good. We know that's, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of disappointments, though, I had a pretty big disappointment as well. <laughs> uh-huh. Tell me. Tell me all about it. Uh, I watched the new Ghost in a Shell uh, anime. Oh, oh wait. The the live-action one that came out, or the anime? Uh, the anime. Oh, I didn't actually know that they had made a new one. How was it? Oh, that's good. How was it? It was good you didn't. It was good you didn't know. Why? It was... It's terrible. What? A remake of an anime is not good. Hold on, man. Like, you gotta follow me on this. Like, this, 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 this is like, this is supposed to be the good stuff, okay? Please tell like, me about it. You, you got, you got the weird shit, right? And then you got the good stuff, like, when it comes to anime. Oh, yeah. Like, this is something I would have been like, hey, you know, I could show my boss this. Well, you probably shouldn't, but <laughs> but I can show my boss this and be like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. And now it's just like, well, this show's dumb now. <laughs> but like, it used to be like a, this whole thing about like, you know, information warfare and like, you know, what is like post-humanism and like, you know, 
goes into like all these cool topics and like cyberpunk futurism about like you know uh, with body modification like what it happens like one of the, with a more internet connected world where it actually starts connecting to your brain and you know like all that kind of stuff that like went into the society around it and they just shot up a bunch of things and made one of the only normal characters divorced so <clears throat> like divorced from his wife or divorced from the character uh, both. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <coughs> That's strange. Yeah, like, the, the the show feels like if, like, a 12-year-old watched it, it was like, ah, oh, this is what I think Ghost in a Shell is cool for. And it's like, oh, good job, kid. I guess those things are cool. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, man, this is such a disappointment. The the story's crap. The, the CGI is horrible. Uh, well, it's not horrible, but it's... I just want to be angry at things at this point with this show. <laughs> I can't blame you. I uh, I feel like anime is... Uh, okay, I won't say anime as a whole, but like I feel like there's definitely been some really notable bad entries in anime recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. Ghost in the Shell is entirely up my alley. That That concept of like post-humanism, like what what really is human what like what um how do we live in a society of androids that kind of thing that story is way up my alley i am mm-hmm. 110% interested in that story yeah i watched the original film i didn't get it fair i feel like i, I feel like i feel like i i feel like everything people had hyped up about it I needed more source material. <laughs> like the film felt like a really on the surface touch of that idea. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've watched it. To be fair, but I remember le- leaving the film and being like, I, I feel like this film wanted to delve headfirst into this topic, but it just didn't, and I had to watch like subsequent films to get there. You know what? I think that's super fair because I remember that I really see my first introduction wasn't the film, but actually the series itself, mm-hmm. right? And I love the series and I, I enjoyed it. And I feel like the only thing I'll ever like about Ghost in a Shells is the series, the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Because I did also watch the movie and I was like, all right, this feels pretentious. <laughs> It feels like it skimmed the surface of what it was trying to talk about. It felt like it was just paying lip service to it. It was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an android, and I'm I'm confused about what I am and what I'm doing. It's like, all right, you wanna you wanna go one step deeper? You wanna you wanna get you wanna get out of the kiddie pool? You wanna go into the deep end? No, all right. I don't know. I um I probably have to watch the actual series itself, but. You know what I think the problem is, is that, like, the original Ghost in the Shell, I think, came out, like, in 1995. So, um, I feel like it was really, really great for 1995. I I think that might be part of the problem at this point, is that, you know, things have moved on. So, so many things have been influenced by it. So many things have been, uh... Well, social narratives have moved forward, so it feels 
less, I guess, engaging, maybe, for some people? Maybe. I, I, I feel like I've done a decent job, though, in my life, being able to compartmentalize that this was like an early entry in that genre, or in that in that theme. Like, I watch Akira, and I'm like, I, I kind of have um, some similar feelings, which is like, I feel like they could have delved into this topic even more, like, like human testing, like the real horror of everything. But at the same time, I appreciate that film because it's a beautiful movie. Like everything yeah. was hand drawn, and like you watch that movie, and you're like, "Holy shit, somebody made this!" Like somebody hand made this. And on top of that, you I... still get the big beats of the story. Um, the movie of Ghost in the Shell is definitely in a different tier for me, though. Where I'm like, I, I feel like this could have been. I don't know. I guess maybe with the to- with the constraints of being a film, it probably had to cut down a lot, but. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch the series at some point. There's a fair number of anime that I have missed out on that I feel like are necessary watches. And I need to get back into that. Yeah. I feel like um, I always enjoy the ones that actually have like uh, what is it? That actually probe like those interesting subjects and such. Yeah. Though there's a lot of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. It's all great. <laughs> What's a what's a classic anime you haven't seen? Classic anime I haven't seen. Hmm. Like one that everyone tells you you need to watch. You need to watch. Like, oh my god, you haven't watched Trigun? Watch Trigun. Trigun is good. Yeah. Um, I like Trigun. Let's see. If there was a classic anime that I have not seen, I- I've looked into most um, you, series at some point. If you have to think about it, I can kind of go over one I haven't seen. Sure, sure, go ahead. Well, one that I haven't seen. There's a lot I haven't seen. Um, I have an interest in Evangelion. I know that's a really divisive series. Some people absolutely love that series, and some people absolutely hate that series. But I feel like those are the most interesting watches. I can probably agree with that. That's probably, like, the one I have not seen, and apparently it's very hyped up. But, like, I've seen so many analyses on it because it's like, oh, well, this is supposed to be, like, one of those great animes. Let's see what this person says about it. And it just makes me think, I don't, this sounds like it has a horrible ending that I'm not going to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't know. There's, you know what I think is for me is I'm a person who really wants to watch um anime films rather than full series like i feel like full series waste their time kind of with what they're given a lot of series i've watched feel like they're just kind of like dicking around doing their thing and eventually they get to a plot point i'm interested in while films it's since there's such a limited time they need to cram everything good into that space it's not always a good things sometimes stories need more time to flesh itself out but i feel like that time constraint cuts out a lot of the chaff it cuts out a lot of the stuff that they put in because they were like ah shit we need to do episodes until the manga catches up all right uh uh here here's um a a bad guy that's gonna go away in two episodes yeah I, i can agree with that um i feel like um I try and stay away from those type of series. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I usually like things that are more um, engaging throughout. Like, I don't, I, I don't like things that feel like they have a lot of filler in them. Yeah. Like that, that very quickly disinterests me from the, from the series. Yeah, I feel like movie, the, and generally anime movies do a better job of not putzing around. They, they get to the idea quick and they, they explore it as much as they want. Like, um, uh, I watched Tokyo Godfathers a couple of months back, and that movie is really, really solid. I like it a lot. Yeah, I know I enjoy that one. Uh, what is it, Boy and the Beast? That's another mm. good one, too. Yeah, um, yeah. so like, I, I, I just kind of want to check that stuff out, but, you know, it's, it's difficult to find really quality movies. It's really, fu- it's really hard to find really quality stuff in anime as a whole. Because I feel like a lot of it's um, trash. <laughs> a bit, a bit. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna hate on. I'm not gonna hate because I know a lot of people love anime. It's not something that like I'm ever gonna be like you're a bad person for liking. But I'm like I don't get the rabid obsession people have with it because a I lot think that's of very fair. a lot of the stuff I watch just doesn't warrant a rabid fan base. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. Um... And uh, not to say that there's a lot of problematic stuff with a lot of anime, too. So we're not even going to open that can of worms. What? No. <laughs> what? No. Well, let's swiftly move away from that, then. I feel like I feel like we said all we could say about anime in general. But um, I, I am interested in going back to watch Ghost in the Shell, the original series. And if I did, I would be interested in watching... Um, I would be watch. I would be interested in watching modern iterations of it, like the live action Scarlett Johansson movie and this series that you're talking about, to see kind of like what they've changed. Even if it's not see, good, like I'm interested to see how they adapt it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would recommend looking, see, watching the first and second season of uh, Ghost in a Shell because I think those are actually genuinely good, and they, the way they go about world building, I also really enjoy. Um. The thing I I've heard bad things about the Scarlett Johansson version. Yeah. I haven't seen it myself, so I didn't even bother. Um, and for the new one, I got like I tried like three episodes in. I hated it since episode one. And I at least <laughs> wanted to give it a chance, but the, some people uh, some people were saying that oh it gets good by like episode seven. It's like are you fucking kidding? Me? That's that's pretty far. That's deep. That's deep in a show to to start getting good. Yeah, like like you got to think about it. If how long are the episodes? Are the hour long episodes or twenty minutes? Uh, I think they're like twenty minutes or so. If episode seven's where it gets good, you've already spent two hours <laughs> not enjoying your time. Yeah, like uh, uh, it was such a. I was so sad that day. Oh, let's move on to something that doesn't make you sad. Cool. What do you got? Uh, I've heard from a little birdie, a little birdie called called Duolingo. Um, oh. ha- how'd you like that transition? Mm, I was like six out of ten. <clears throat> I'll take it. I heard from a little birdie you're interested in uh, in learning another language. See. Si. What, what, what is that? Espanol, poquito. Oh God, he's breaking. Hold on. Uh. Uh. I, it, 
audience, I'm sorry. We're going to have to cancel the podcast. Anthony is no longer speaking English. We cannot have any more constructive conversations. Okay. Oh, God. And now he's calling Do you me. know how to speak Spanish? Uh, uh, it's okay. I'll come back to English. Yay. I can understand. Mm-hmm. So, funny enough, um, I ha- I actually have been learning a, a bit of Spanish. Uh, and I found a great great way to motivate myself Mm -hmm. so i normally like to try and stay up a little late Uh, it's very easy for me to stay up late it's why i have like okay i got to get off the computer by such and such time and such and one of the ways that i've tricked myself into learning (laughs) is i have set my my phone to not use any apps except for duolingo past 10 (laughs) o'clock I just want to know what, like, FBI or CIA agent is watching your internet activity. He's like, why did he do this? He said he, so he could only do Duolingo at night. What, mad, informant, my man. what madman does this? He must be a part of the cartel. But, uh, yeah, w- weirdly enough, it's been working. I, I am so far on, like, a eight-day streak at the moment. Hmm. I consider that quite good. Yeah, how you, uh, uh, what's it called? How are you feeling about your, I guess one, one, one week and some change is not a, not like a massive amount, but like, how are you feeling about your grasp of what you're learning? See, the thing is, I've picked up learning Spanish like off and on over the years, and I've used Duolingo before, but it's actually feels like I'm actually starting to get like, a better grasp of things. It also helps that I ended up telling this to uh, one of my coworkers, and now he is also doing Duolingo. So now uh, we've added each other on it, and he's, there's just going to be like a tiny bit of a competition between us for it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys track yourselves? See who's see who's um, who's yes. getting further in lessons. Yeah, actually, you can because like there's like an XP thing that you can get by doing more lessons. Ah. So it'll tell you, like, ah, you're doing more than such and such. So Okay. Okay. That's actually kind of interesting that they, they like, gamified it a little bit. Yeah, and I think feel like it's something that allows me to uh, be engaged with it. It's something I can pick up for, like, oh, I'll just do a five-minute, a quick five-minute thing, you know? <laughs> it's better than just browsing Reddit forever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a bad idea. I um I I feel bad because like I, I don't have like a lot to add to it, mainly because I'm like I am absolutely terrible at a second language. Yeah. I tried it in high school and then I tried it while I was in college a little bit. Mm-hmm. My brain just does not click with it. Oh, it's I just... am absolutely the same way. <laughs> Like, I failed high school Spanish. Mm. I think I was the only one in my class that failed high school Spanish. <laughs> I took French. That was uh, that was painful. Mm. Even though I had a pretty decent teacher, it was, uh, it was not great. I, I definitely didn't see the value of it at the time, and uh, I didn't really have much interest in it, and or the aptitude for it either. 
Yeah, uh, I think I tried doing a little bit of Italian in college, and I also failed out of that as well. Mm. But um, I have been doing more. I think I've realized that the type of learning that you need to do to learn another language is just small doses of it, right? Like it'll do like little five minute lessons here or five minutes lessons there. And you just pick it up bit by bit. And I feel like that's a much healthier and, well, less aggressive way of learning the language, but it feels more natural. Yeah, you're not like learning large chunks at a time and expecting to keep it retained yeah. in your head for a test. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's all um, it's all kind of on your own time and within your own interests. Yeah, and uh, like you, like one lesson you're learning about, you know, tables and mesas, which that's a table. Um, about like asking about like, oh, how do I ask for the where the bus is, or you know, they'll do like little stuff like that, or like it'll take a bunch of words that you've learned already, and it'll put in a new one and be like, okay, so what do you think this means? Since it's grouped with the other words, be like I think it means this in this context. So it'll like it'll piecemeal new inf- info to you, so that it'll work off the stuff you've already learned, and they'll just add one more thing and be like, okay, so what do you think this means now? You'd be like, oh, context-wise, that's what I think it means. Hmm. So, yeah, I've actually found it to be quite useful. I mean, we'll see as time goes on whether I actually learn anything from it. But Yeah, <laughs> I'd be interested to see if you... Um, uh, I guess if, if you had practical, real-world applications for it. Like, well, you know, there, there may or may not be a lady of... Uh, speak spanish that uh, i i've uh, been seeing so that may or may not be an influence in my interest in uh... yeah no I, I mean that's that's the perfect example of like i i guess the barrier i always had when i was learning a different language was its practical use and its conversational use so fair, practical fair use fair. is like understanding how to conjugate verbs how mm-hmm. to properly um how to properly say the the word itself, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then in conversation, I was kind of useless because it was more like I understood the theory of it, but I didn't understand like how to string a sentence together. So if you got somebody yeah. who can like vet the conversation conversationality of what you're saying, then that'd be nice. Yeah, I think I think the thing that helps with it is that it is more conversational that you're learning. Mm-hmm. It's less like you're learning rules. It's more you're learning. Okay, so here's way how you'll say this, right? And then it'll build off a thing similar to that. And then it'll build off a thing similar to that, right? And it'll start off in little chunks for you so that you're learning the rule. Like, you're not, it's not going to tell you what this rule is specifically until, like, you know, you've done a few things of it. Be like, okay, so here's the actual rule to it. Mm. So you're not learning the rules, you're learning how to conversate. All right, Anthony. Pop quiz. Okay, what do we got? I need to know if you know the important phrases of any language. Ha, donde esta el baño? What's that? Where's the shitter? <laughs> <laughs> well, you beat me to the first one. Um, okay, what, what's, your, what's your second one? Grill me. <clears throat> Alright, what's grill me in, in Spanish? I got this. What is the verb for grill? What is it to grill? Yeah. 
Don't you? Am I hearing you Google it right now? Am I hearing you loudly Google it? Don't don't ignore me. Don't ignore me. I'm not I'm not ignoring you. I'm not. I'm just. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm using my my brain to properly um, to think about what exactly I have to say, and I feel like the context of what I'm saying for the words. I'm remembering re- the parallelmeme. I'm remembering oh. this for the next time that I that I meet your lady friend. I'm remembering this. <laughs> I asked oh, she you, I asked, podcast and shame. Don't worry. I asked you a simple a simple word, which was to grill, and you were like, "Uh, uh, help me, Bing." I didn't. First of all, Bing is for pictures. Alright, alright. I'm testing you on another thing. Okay. Can I have $20? Oh, um... Hmm. Or even, I will accept, can I have some money? I will accept that as well. Uh, hmm. I'm listening for the keyboard. You'll tener dinero? I think that's what that would be. So that would be yo I tener have uh, dinero for cash. So I have uh, the bare bones of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. Um. All right. One more question. One more question. Okay. Um. Can someone check my back for ticks? Hmm. No. <laughs> you don't know that important life life changing phrase can you imagine if you walked through a bush and you wanted to know if you had any ticks on your back you wouldn't be able to tell anybody i mean i guess i guess you're not wrong i guess uh, yeah i guess you're correct that that makes sense to me i am a failure as a human being and um good uh, oh. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I, 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 I am very happy to hear that you're actually learning it and you're, you're making, trying to make an effort towards, um, figuring out the language. But at the same time, you should really learn to ask people about ticks. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll, I'll have to ask her next time. Can you imagine? Say that in Spanish. Can you imagine how important that's going to be in the future where nobody is leaving their home? I mean, I have woods, like, right behind my my apartment here. Like, the woods stare at me at night. I do, too, but I'm not walking out into the woods at night. What are you doing at night? I'm going to make my own trail. At night? Oh, I mean, not specifically at night. You can make trails and get ticks during the day. It's not, it's not an ex- exclusively night thing. Who taught you this? Who told you these lies? Cub Scouts? <laughs> That's why they lied to you. They know nothing about ticks. They only know know things about cubs. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know where this went. I think. I don't know where this went. I mean, it went somewhere, but I appreciate I appreciate you taking the walk. Can you can you text your former your former Cub Scouts leader? And ask him how to say, can you check my back for ticks in Spanish? 
He'll be like, how did you get this number? Uh, probably that would be the response. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I really don't have an answer to what, what the even that would be thinking. Mm. You ever, like, look back at your past and be like, man, I want nothing to do with any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if they if they met me in the street today, I'd be like, cool. And then keep walking. <laughs> yeah, just about. I don't know if I would say I, I, I don't know if I would say I want nothing to do with them, but obviously I want to keep a good distance. Yeah, like uh, you know, like after after you've been like out of like your childhood stuff for long enough, if you meet any of those people again, it's like, yeah, cool. I knew you like fifteen years ago. It's like I don't I don't know you. You who are you? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like. I've got complicated feelings because I've got friends who I was friends with for a really long time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about, like, most of my childhood. And yeah. I haven't talked to them in forever. Have they reached out to me? There's probably one part of me that would be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in forever. Let's, let's like, catch up and get to know each other. But also, on the other side, it's like, I don't know where you are in life. You could be doing literally anything. And not in a bad way, but just, like, in a way that's, like, I don't know. Our paths aren't on this aren't crossed at this point. We're we're not we're not in the same headspace that we were when we were six years old or something. Yeah, I think I hundred percent agree with that. Like, there's definitely people that'll be like, "Oh, neat." I might if they wanted to have a conversation. Like, yeah, I guess we can have this, but like, I really don't have any will to sit down with people from like such a long time ago and be like, "Oh, yeah. So, how are things actually going? What's actually?" be friends again and it's like um i have enough friends already <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i'm capped out on friends i cannot have any more <laughs> um no it's not it's not even that it's just like i've had i've had that experience before of like meeting someone i knew in high school and sitting down and talking to them and you find out that you run out of topics really quick cuz yeah. like you you look at it and you're like I mean, I could talk about the stuff I've been doing since high school, but I'm not going to give him my life story. I'm just going to be like, yeah, you know, I went to college, got my degree, working a job now, it's going all right. You could give the life story. That's that's totally an option. It is, but I don't know. I feel like most of those times you meet, meet people from your past, they're like not looking for a life story unless they're specifically asking for it. I mean, I can't think of any other reason why you'd want to meet up with somebody other than to get their, a bit of their life story. <laughs> you can't think of any other reason to meet up with somebody? I mean, that or you're looking for like a high school booty. Like, uh, somebody, <laughs> like, I can't. I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. These are the two reasons Anthony would ever think to meet someone from his past. <laughs> to tell them his life story or a booty call. <laughs> Anthony, don't you know that you can also meet up with people from high school to sell them Cutco knives? I thought if anyone you would know this. <laughs> There's your third reason. I I was dissuaded from that on my like second flyer. So <laughs> that stopped real quick. No, I mean it's nice to kind of like catch up with people, but I feel like most people that I meet from high school or from like when I was younger, like 
I, I mean, I'm interested in catching up and hearing about it, but, like, I don't know if, like, I want to be, deep, like, best friends with them anymore. Just because, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm in a much different headspace than I was when I was, like, a kid or a teenager right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can definitely uh, agree with that. Um, I mean, like, I think it'd be cool to meet up with some of those people that I have, like, a really good connection with. Mm-hmm. and um and such but like it just wouldn't it definitely would never it's it's not not never going to be the same as it was then and i think genuinely a lot of the people that i knew in the past that i enjoyed uh from back then aren't people i would necessarily enjoy being with now i mean some are and it'd be cool but i they're not they're not around me anymore they're not around my friends and they're not connected to anything else in my life at this point and it's very hard just to be like oh take this single uh, point and bring it back into your life when you still have so many points that you're juggling around you so it, it would it would be a lot i think to bring in somebody from from my past like that you know yeah, and that's that's kind of why the stipulation I give is I'm not against saying hi. I'm not against catching up. I'm not against saying, like, hey, how's life? How, how, are th- how have things been since high school or something like that? Yeah. But moving anything past that would be, um, I don't know. I, I, I would have mixed feelings about it. And don't let this come off if somebody's yeah. listening to this and they know me from high school. Don't let it come off as, like, don't talk to me. But just, like, I don't know, like kind of, like we're in different. I'm in a different headspace than I was then, so just keep that in mind. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's not. I think that's a, a better version of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's like, don't talk to me. I'm not interested in meeting with you, peasant. And I'm like, yeah, man. We're in different points in our life, and you're like, yeah, what he said. <laughs> Get away. Yeah, no, I, 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 I genuinely think if I met up with someone from high school, I think I could become close friends with them again, but it's not like I could just pick it up right now and be back where I was. Yeah, I think I 100% agree with that. Um, it would it would be kind of interesting to talk with them, but um, it'd be very hard to pick things up where they were. Yeah. And Sometimes that's okay because things just kind of move on. Yeah. I you know what's funny is um a few years ago, not a few years ago, sorry, last year, I got an invite to a Facebook group for my 10-year high school reunion. Mm-hmm. And everyone was reminiscing about about high school. I wasn't because I wasn't like super fond of high school. But, like, I, I remember looking at all of it and being like, oh, cool, these people have all these really cool memories of stuff going on. This is actually going to be, like, I, I might be interested in going to this reunion because, like, it sounds like people have a lot of fun stories or, or want to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the world ended. <laughs> and then I saw posts on the Facebook group a week or two ago that was like, man, we're doing a high school reunion over Zoom at this point. And I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> funny enough um i think i would actually be very pro for a high school reunion sort of thing because it's like okay here's this set place in time and you know i don't think i'd mind something like that 
Yeah. And, uh, like a meeting yeah. that is specifically about meeting people who are like, um, who have like, uh, who, who like were in the same space as you in high school and then went off to go do their own thing and you're just catching up. Yeah, yeah. I think that that'd be kind of something interesting to do. Yeah. And I will um and I will come to the podcast after my uh COVID high school reunion and fill you all in on how it went. And how awkward it was cuz it will be. Oh, it will be. Oh, it will be. Actually, funny enough, I went to um a bit of a reunion for my middle school, believe it or not. Yeah. And it was just as awkward as you think it would be. <laughs> it's it's I I don't want to shit on this, but it's kind of strange to do one for middle school, like where well, the people who uh, did it that was a, it was more of like a one class middle school. Oh like one class per each grade. Okay. So yeah. you, you, you stuck with those people pretty much every year. Uh for well, I was only there for two for the two final years. Hmm. Okay. Even still, That's yeah, fine. like, you, you knew those the same people for both years. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much everybody in the same class for those uh, two years. So that was interesting. Also, yeah, it was just about as awkward as I, I thought I could be. <laughs> well, that's when you turn it up to 11. Yeah. You walk, up to, you walk up to a big group of people who are, like, talking and reminiscing about their days in middle school, which I don't really know what you reminisce about middle school, but you walk up to that group, you walk directly up to the tallest guy, you stand one foot from him, and you say, Y'all play Minecraft? (laughs) (laughs) See what they say. Well, here, I thought I was just going to go up and flex my accounting knowledge. No. You guys do it... You guys do any 401ks? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> or if you want to be very hipstery, very indie, uh, you could ask about Terraria. Ah. Mm. Here, I was just going to ask about Hypixel. <laughs> <laughs> You're going too hipstery. We need to close this down. We've gone to, you've gone past the point of hipster. We need to close this close all down. down. Shut it all down. Kill it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>